Hey, it is so good to be here. I just got asked before if I'm a guest preacher, and I'm like, that's a really difficult question to answer, because on one hand, you're not from here, but on another hand, it's like, this is home. And I really want to say, after being here last weekend and being here this weekend, I like being here. I like Whangarei, and, it, and not only that, but it feels like home here. And that's a good thing for a church, you know, because church shouldn't just feel like a place you go and sit down. It should feel like a family. And, and I like that. And I think that's just going to develop over time. But before I get into anything, I really just want to, uh, first of all, say, um, so Jody didn't come up with me today. If you were here last week, uh, Jody was here and I was here and we spoke for a little bit. Jody's actually down in uh, West Auckland at the, the main campus down there. She was song leading this morning. So... At about 6 o'clock this morning, we got up, and I got Zach ready to come up here, and Jody got ready, Emma ready to go to church and song lead with her. So Emma's our little baby, who's two, and Zach's four, and he's out at Shining Stars there, and he loves it. He, he really loves it here. You guys have got an amazing kids program. You should be proud of it, and I'm going to be talking a little bit more about how good this place is in a little bit. But um, it's so good to actually have a team come up here. This morning we heard we were a little short on a drummer. So Tiago got a text at 6 o'clock in the morning saying, hey, can you come up to Whangarei? So he dropped his family. Not really. They stayed at home. And he came up with me this morning. So let's give it up for Tiago. All the way from Brazil. Mm-hmm. So um, Dan and Julie also came up with their Little girl, Riley, who's, oh, she's seven, eight, what? Nine months now. Time flies too fast, so it's so good to have them there. And Tinny, who's the guy with the hat in the middle, he, he came up with me because I, I like company in the car, but Tinny actually looks after all the uh, youth new Christians down at uh, West Auckland. And so if you get a chance and you're under 60, so you're still young, why don't you come and you know, because if you're older than that, you get the discount to go to conference. So you've got to have some privileges if you're young. Come and talk to Tinny because he's got an amazing passion for young people. And we're doing a water baptism service same weekend, I think it is, or the following weekend. And I think, is there 10 youth or more getting water baptized? And it's just going to be crazy. I just love seeing people take that step of obedience. So if you haven't done that yet, please make a point of taking that step. Taking the plunge, get in there. So this morning, I just want to touch on a few scriptures before I actually get into my message. And it's good today because you, you mentioned about missions offering. Well, there's a verse that's up on the screen. <clears throat> it says, and if you don't know where it is in the Bible, you want to find Matthew 11 verse 7 and highlight it and make it clear. Oh, did I say Matthew? I think it's actually in Mark. Did I get that wrong? I think I've got the... Who's got their Bibles? You better test this out. Make sure this guy on the stage isn't lying. Mark 11, verse 17. Yeah, I don't think it's in Matthew. Okay, you guys got to be on to it. So find it in your Bibles, Matthew 11, verse 7. And the reason why I'm bringing this out is because this is something that is very strong right from the start of Church Unlimited 27 years ago. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. And this is red letters if you're reading in your Bible. This is Jesus speaking. And what he's saying here is, You've missed the focus. The focus is to gather together, to pray, to really cry out for the nations that I've called you to. Not to just come and have a bless me club. Not just to come and do church, but to come together to see his kingdom advance. And 
The one way that it advances is through saying, hey, I can't do it, but as I pray, I'm going to see God come down. And I really want to say, if you want to see something change in your life, if you want to see something change in your work or your family or your community, it's not through hard work. It's through pressing into God and saying, God, you come. And that's going to happen this Thursday night at prayer meeting. That's going to happen whenever you pray. I know you've got a strong prayer ministry here. I want to encourage you, get alongside it. And maybe you can't get along to a prayer meeting, or you don't have to come to a prayer meeting. You can just pray at home. But it's really important that you grab hold of not just the heart of Church Unlimited, because we know the power of prayer, and we've seen it, but the importance that Jesus places on it. And that's praying and saying, God, we need you. So I really want to say, if you don't know where that is, it's not in Matthew, it's in Mark 11, verse 7, but it's so important. 17, yes. Man, I've really messed that one up, haven't I? Man. Mark 11, verse 17. It's in my Bible. I hope it's in your Bible. But there's a couple of other verses that I really would like you to see. And that's in the next slide here, in Isaiah 62, verse 1. This is a verse that got prophesied over Church Unlimited for over 20 years ago. And it's a very interesting scripture. It doesn't quite read that probably in the version you've got. But when it was prophesied in the Old English version, this is the reference that came out. Salvation will be a lamp that burns continually or constantly in Church Unlimited. And it's a prayer that I pray and declare that as a church, and not as a church as in Church Unlimited Whangarei, but as a, the church, all around New Zealand, all around the world, we should be seeing salvation all the time. We should be seeing souls saved. Because it's not about just coming together to do some good songs and hear a great message. It's about coming together to, to see the people who are out there come in contact with the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. Isn't that right? Because yeah. that's what we're about. Because we're here because we know that Jesus is real. And we need to know that that is a call, a mandate on Church Unlimited. That we should be seeing souls saved, lives changed all the time. It's something that should be happening, not just on a Sunday, but during the week. We should be seeing people come in contact with the life-changing power of God. And that should be something that's in our mind. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, I, when I hear of people passing away, the first question that enters my mind isn't how do they live their life or what happened, but where are they now? And that should be a concern to us. Because if we know that God's real and we believe what we say we believe, then that means that heaven's real and eternity's real. And that every single person in Whangarei who's out there who doesn't know that Jesus is real, they need to hear that good news. They need to get in contact with that. So I want to just really encourage you to think about that verse. Now, I'm pretty sure Isaiah 62 verse 1 is actually right, so the second part of that verse. But then there's another part, and this touches again on what I started with in Mark 11, verse 17. And this is a verse that God gave to us probably about 10 years ago. And why I'm saying this is because the verses that are over Church Unlimited isn't just in West Auckland. It's over all the Church Unlimited. It's up in Kaitaia, Whangarei, City, West Auckland, and wherever. And this is the verse. For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Now, this wasn't physical labor, but if you've ever been given birth or been in the birth suite, there's actually a little bit of effort that goes into it. There's a little bit of agony that goes into it. Maybe I'm underplaying that just a tiny bit. But if you picture labor, that real yearning, that real travailing, that really going after God, I want this baby to come through. God, I'm going to push this person 
out of me. But, but let's turn that, okay, let's just, uh, sorry Dan, but some of us have got too vivid imagination. Let's think about that spiritually. Hey, I've got a family member that I need to be saved. I've got a friend who doesn't know you yet. Well, I'm going to cry out. I'm going to travail. I'm going to labor for that person until they come through to knowing you. And basically what that prophecy, that verse given to us here in Whangarei, that as soon as we, the church, labors, we're going to see birth new children. We're going to see people come to your kingdom. And that's again as prayer. And you may be asked, Sam, why are you sharing this? Because it's important that you catch that heartbeat. That as soon as we pray, we're saying, Holy Spirit, you come and change your lives. Holy Spirit, you come and reveal yourself. You know, I love hearing those stories, and you've probably heard of them yourself, where Muslims and people of other religions all of a sudden have a vision. They have an encounter with Jesus, and they've never heard his name before. They're in, in cities and locations where there's no Bibles. But you know what? God can come and reveal himself to people. He doesn't need us. Sometimes he does. But we can pray, and God can just hound them and bring them in. And I want to encourage you, see the power of prayer. See the importance of it. That's why I love the fact that every campus of Church Unlimited has these little things here. And I want to say, grab one or two or five, put them in your wallet. Because you don't know when you're going to come across somebody, the cafe owner, the person, the service station, wherever, and you're just chatting, and somehow church comes up. And all of a sudden, oh, hey, you should come along. Okay, give them one of these. You know what? That's going to burn a hole in their pocket. It's going to burn a hole in their spirit saying, hey, I can come along. And you know, you don't have to witness to them. You just have to say, why don't you come along? You know what? I would be proud of this place. I wouldn't be scared to go out there and say, hey, come along to Church Unlimited. Come along 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. There's good worship. There's good music. There's great kids programs. There's going to be an awesome message. And you know what? You'll hear the truth. And I want to say it's not that hard. But if you don't have one of these in your wallet, it's like saying, well, I'm just not quite ready. And I I know I'm maybe a bit like some of you. I find it a bit hard to share the whole gospel message with a stranger, but Sometimes it's actually quite easy to just say, hey, have you heard about Church Unlimited? I mean, there's a big billboard in town, isn't there? You know, well, just invite them along. The worst they could say is, oh, I'll think about it. You know, so I want to encourage you, grab those out there. Hey, let's pray, and then we're going to get into the message. If you all want to close your eyes, that'd be fantastic. God, today, we just ask right now in the next few moments that you'll really speak so clearly and personally. Lord, to us as a family, collectively, but also to us individually. God, you know the different places and circumstances we're coming from, and we just release your power right now. We thank you that you are here, and you're going to speak so clearly in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, the church is the hope for Whangarei. You know, it's not better governance. It's not better anything. It's Jesus, and Jesus has chosen to work through his church, and we need to know that. You know, the people out there, they need to know that there's churches. I mean, not just preaching church unlimited, but there's churches that have the thing that they're looking for. And we can't deny that. We are the hope. Jesus has chosen to work through the local church. And that's you guys. And so I want to encourage you, don't lose sight of that. And that's kind of where I'm going this morning, putting a little bit of hope. So today I want to look at a message called Don't Look Down. You're going to see the visuals on the screens. And I I like keeping the title simple because hopefully 
You're probably not going to remember any scriptures I share in a few weeks' time, but you might just remember an illustration. You might just remember a thought. And, and that's really what I want to download to you today is don't look down. So the key passage is John 16, verse 33. We're going to just turn there in a moment. So I want to ask a question. I, I need a little bit of um, crowd interaction. I used to be a PE teacher, so you know I, I like hearing feedback and people getting a bit active. But who here, honestly, is afraid of heights? Yeah, quite a few of us. I'll be honest with you, I'm not afraid of heights. I'm just afraid of falling. You know, the thought of, of falling and gravity and ground, and it just doesn't work with my brain. I don't mind going up really high on scaffolds. I don't mind doing that. If I know it's safe, I'm fine. But as soon as you get me towards like a mountain like that and I'm standing near the edge of a, of a cliff or something and I, you can't guarantee me that that rock or that ground is not going to move, I'm like miles back. Because I don't mind getting close to the edge as long as I know it's safe. But it's just like skydiving. I, I'd love to do that one day, but the thought of my trust in a parachute... You, yeah, I, I, I love planes. I don't mind being up in planes, but the thought of jumping out of a plane and gravity working on my body, yeah. You, you get the image. I, I just really don't like it. But why do people give us the advice, don't look down? I mean, they could say, hold on. They could say, keep going. But their advice is, don't look down. And I just think it's quite interesting. So I want to touch on that for a, l- a little bit this morning. And let's just look at that. Why do they say, don't look down? You know, I had a revelation probably a while ago, but I had this revelation that life isn't that easy. I I just had that revelation that life's not always that easy. Has anyone ever come to that place? You know, life's not easy. And then I had this other revelation, and actually it was quite a... A thing for Jody and I, we had this revelation that with bringing up our kids, you know, you always try to be fair, right? You want to be this fair parent. But if we try to tell them that life's going to be fair and try to make every piece of cake the same size and give the same present, you know, all that kind of stuff, it's not going to happen. Because you know what? Life's not fair. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but it's actually true. Life is not fair. You're not going to be punished the same. Some people are going to get away with speeding and others just aren't. I went through a season where, man, the police like getting me. But that's a story for another day. But the truth is that life's not always fair. There's always going to be difficult times. And we need to actually understand that. There is going to be tough things in our lives. And sometimes we hope, oh, I've come to Jesus. Life's going to be awesome. No, actually, now you've just got Jesus helping you through the difficult times. You know, and, and sometimes we have this wrong understanding. So I want us to turn to John 13, uh, John 16, verse 33. I, I better get these scriptures right. You guys will think I'll preach heresy or something. John 16, verse 33. It's good if you turn to your Bibles if you have them, even though they're on the screen. It, it's sometimes good to see it. But John 16, verse 33. It is in the Bible. Okay. These things are spoken to you that in me you have that you in me you may have peace in the world you have will have tribulation but be of good cheer I have overcome the world. Now I read that out of the new King James version but I want to pick up on a on a different word in there. See in in here it says you have tribulation. The new living translation says 
You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So I want to touch on those trials and sorrows for a moment. See, while thinking about not looking down, I want to use the analogy of mountains. I I do like mountains. I like going up in mountains. I like climbing and, and things like that. And so I want to take a picture of mountains. And sometimes mountains are in our lives. These obstacles, things we need to climb or get over or get through. And that's why we have to have that spirit of breakthrough, that spirit of conquering, that spirit of change. But some of these mountains can be, like I said there, sorrows. And sorrows like sickness or addictions or financial difficulties, problems with relationships or problems at work or with our kids. We have these sorrows, these difficulties. Now, probably for every one of us, you can say, yeah, I'm going through one of those. I'm feeling one of those. I've got something like that happening in my life. But I also want to look at that thought of trials. Because sometimes we have mountains or obstacles in our lives, and they're not actually bad things. They're difficult things. They're things that we have to climb over, get up, just like a mountain is, is a difficult thing. You know, if you go to climb a mountain, it's not easy. It's, it's steep. It's hard going. But it's worth it when you get to the top. And sometimes we have these mountains that we really want to get out of our lives. And sometimes we have mountains in our lives that actually the point of it is to conquer it, is to get up there, to get over, to get to the top and see what's good there. And I want to touch on both mountains today because we have mountains of difficulties, but we have mountains of opportunities. And see, we need to understand that are you facing an obstacle or an opportunity? Because sometimes they can look the same. But in that mountain, in that hard work, actually, there's good in there. There's something that's going to come out of it. Now, sometimes an obstacle can change an opportunity. But sometimes God's just saying, hey, here's an opportunity. And it comes in the form of hard work. It comes in the form of something that we have to climb over or get through. Right now, as Church Unlimited, we're in that season. We're in that season of growth, of expansion. And let me tell you, You know, when new campuses come on board, it just doesn't happen like that. Somebody, well, not just somebody, a whole team of people have to do so much. And I really want to say a big thank you to all the team who painted the the thing, what do you call it, the roofs and stuff like that. Let's give it up for everyone who helped put this place together. See, that is an opportunity. It's not an obstacle, it's an opportunity, but it's still hard work. It's still something we have to climb up. It's still something we have to press through. So I want to give you an illustration of that because that's what happens. You know, sometimes things look hard. But before I do, I want to say this, that sometimes we think that success is just easy. See, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. You know, if it was easy to succeed in a career, everyone would be I don't know, What's the, whatever the best career you can think of, whether it's being a doctor or a fighter pilot or, I don't know, an all black, we'd all be that. But it's not like that. See, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. But it doesn't work that way. So here's the illustration that I think you're going to remember. Some of you haven't seen this hiding here, but I'm going to need this. Just got to unclip it. So like I said about... I've been on staff at the church almost 12 years now. So 13 years ago, I was a PE teacher. And some schools have this week at the end of the year when you go out there and you do like this wider living week thing. Oh, there's another clip. 
haven't used it for a while. Um, and, and so this year, I got invited to go on this tramp down to the South Island, Nelson Lakes region. And, and I thought, oh, that sounds awesome. Now, at that time, I was actually fit. Right now, I'm really not fit. I'd hate for somebody to ask me to go for a run or run a half marathon like somebody did the other day and, or somebody did down in Queenstown. But I'd hate to be asked to do that because I'm not fit. But back then, I was fit. So actually, I was busy teaching. I didn't find out any details. I just knew that I was going on this tramp and I needed to know what was going on. So we went down there, we flew down there, got there the first day, packed our packs, and as everything was going on, I'm going, ooh, this is going to be a bit heavy. Now today, this just is an illustration, but when I put everything in the pack, it was over 20 kgs. To be honest, I knew it was over, still over 20 kgs at the end of the tramp. So at the start of the six days, it was about 25 plus kgs. Now, when you've got that kind of weight on your back and you're walking along, you know, one little trip and the bag takes you over. You can picture that. And I've already told you I really don't like heights. So the first day, um, we're hiking up this mountain and we've got all these kids and, and it was good. It was exciting for the first day and I was, I was enjoying it. But I was walking along, you know, and, and it's interesting that you know, on, on flat ground, it's quite easy to wear a pack. But when you start walking up on dirt tracks, up hills, it starts getting a little bit tippy. And I was thinking, man, this is getting heavy. This is getting really heavy. I don't like heights at all, you know. I really don't like falling. So I'm, I'm getting there. The next day, wake up, we're a little bit tired and sore. And there's a big day ahead of us. But one thing is, once you get up to the top of the mountains, you start getting to snow. So we get up the next day, 25 kg pack on my back, ready to go along, and, and then it dawned on me. You know what dawned on me? I wasn't here to be a teacher. I was here to be a mule. They just got me to carry their heavy stuff. So, so I'm getting this. But all of a sudden, we come along and we come to a ridge, not quite as high as that, but covered in snow, and people starting to hike along. But the thing about this ridge, and I could see it, and you could see it going for at least a kilometer in the distance, and we're going all the way along there. And the ridge wasn't vertical, but it was close to vertical. So we're stomp, stomping in the snow going along. And as you're stomping along, all of a sudden, I'm starting to think, this pack's heavy. You know, if I, if I take the wrong step here and, you know, do that, well, I can't do that because there's not ground there. And, and, and it goes down a long way, like a long, long way. And so I'm starting to freak out a little bit going, okay, here's this obstacle that I need to get past. And I'm actually truly being a mule. I'm right at the back carrying this heavy pack and getting along, just slowly getting on. And I'm starting to freak out. Why am I freaking out? Because as I'm walking along, making sure I can see this, I'm looking down. I'm looking down at the disaster that could be waiting for me. I'm looking down at the, the cliff that I could fall down. And all of a sudden, I really, I'm, I'm falling behind everyone else. I'm freaking out trying to look like I've got it together because I'm a teacher, you know, you can't make the students think that I don't. But I'm tramping along and I'm stepping and as I look down and try and, I'm, truly, I'm starting to lose it. I'm starting to get really, really scared. Why? Because I'm focusing down. I'm looking down at what could happen. And so what I had to do was I had to look forward and I had to stay looking forward and look where I was going and keep walking. And knowing that actually, this pack on my back, if it was flat ground, I'd be fine. Let's stop worrying about what's around me and let's start going forward. And today, that's what I want to say to all of you. Today, we have to stop looking down at our circumstances and start looking up. 
You know, we've got to stop looking down at what's around us and start looking up. See, because I don't want you to remember, don't look down. What I really want you to remember is look up. See, because we have a Jesus. We have a God who's there for us. We have somebody who wants us to overcome. We have a God who wants us to get through. Now, I'm going to illustrate this through a story in the Bible that you'll see this exact example. And, and we see it in Matthew, Peter walking on the water. Well, Jesus walking on the water. You know, it's funny. Why do they only mention it in Matthew? All the other books, they don't mention about Peter walking on the water and falling. And I want to say this to you. Now, I'm not a Bible scholar. This is just my thought. See, Peter, he became the rock that the early church was built on. They didn't want to diss Peter. So only Matthew wrote the true account of what actually happened. But you know what? He gave it a go. He got out. So let's have a look at that story. If you want to turn to it, Matthew 14, it's going to be on the screens. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples had saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it is a ghost, and they cried out with fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Let me just pause there for a moment. He doesn't say how far he got, did he? Now, you've got to follow here with me for a moment. I imagine that he got out of the boat and he actually started walking. And here's my thought. He started walking and he started thinking, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. He's, he's not looking at Jesus going, Jesus is making me able to do this. He's saying, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And then he started, what does the next verse say? But when he saw the wind, in the boisterous, or the wind was boisterous and he was afraid, and began to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hands, hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why do you doubt? And then when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. See, what did Peter do? He started looking down. He stopped looking at Jesus. He started looking away from the person who was making it possible. I saw this little cartoon I don't know what it's really about, but it's so true. Keep looking up. That is the secret of life. How true is that? For Christians, how true is that? Keep looking up. It's the secret of life. So I want to really give you a couple of points around this. Number one, don't look at the circumstance around you. See, the thing is, whatever you're facing, the medical profession, your bank balance, your family, your friends could be saying you can't do it. But you know what? The Bible makes it clear. But Jesus looked at them and said, with man it is impossible, but with God. But with God. You know, we may be looking out at Whangarei and say, man, there's, there's a whole city to be reached. Well, let me tell you, you cannot do it. I want to make it clear, you cannot do it. But with God, we can do it. Do you understand? If we try and do it, we're not going to do it. But with God, it is actually possible. Because God can do it. God created the whole universe. So for him to see a town, a city, a whole region like Northland safe, it's actually a drop in the bucket. It's actually so easy for God. He's just waiting for people to believe that, actually, I'm not going to do it, but, you know, God, we're going to do it. See, so often we're looking at, at the thing that God's put in front of us. Maybe it's your family. Maybe you're the only person saved in your whole family. And you're looking at it going, it's impossible. The answer is, maybe it is impossible for you. Maybe it's that 
mountain that's facing you. It's a mountain of opportunity. You see, it's, it's not something that I, I need to get around. It's actually, I'm going to climb that with God. I'm not going to look at all the past experiences. I'm going to look at it and say, we can do it together. We can get out there and do it. See, God wants to say to you, look at that mountain and say, I can do it through God. It doesn't matter what you're facing. It doesn't matter whether it is a trial, an obstacle, or an opportunity. You probably can't do it by yourself. But I do know that you can do it with God's help, that we can overcome it, that we can find our strength with God as long as we stay looking up. See, so quickly we look down at the circumstances. Let me tell you right now, I'm going through a little bit of a, a struggle at the moment. Jody and I made a, a, a funny decision, really, at our young age in Auckland to build a house, a brand new house. Right now, I'm looking at my bank balance and going, this is getting a bit scary. But you know what? I know that God actually orchestrated all the first part of it. And so I know that God's in it. And if I look at that bank balance and go, how, do I, how can I do this? <laughs> the answer is I can't. But you know what? With God, I know it's possible. And I don't know what you're facing, but with God, it is possible. Number two, and we're kind of touching on this, don't worry about your own ability. So often we look at our strength, our energy, our might. We look at our talents and go, maybe I can, maybe I can't. Look at Peter walking on the water. I reckon it wasn't until he started going, I'm doing this. I'm actually doing this. See, never are we doing it. I, I went to a school down in West Auckland. It's not known for great things, really. But anyway, I, was the, I became the sports captain at that school. And one of the roles in that school as sports captain was to read out the results. Now, you can tell I fumble over my words a little bit and don't get them quite right. But when I was at high school, I was useless. I was so bad at it. I really was. I used to get hassled from Friday to Friday about how bad I was and pronouncing people's names. I was just so bad at it. And, and let me tell you today, if I get up here and think, I'm going to do this, man, I would be a mess. I would be a mess. But you know what? It's not my ability. It's Jesus. It's Him enabling us. And I think for all of us, God has called us to do some significant things, but not through our own strength, through Him. Today, you have mountains. Today, as a church, we have mountains. Mountains of opportunity. Mountains waiting for us to climb. But if you're looking at it and going, oh, I don't have the energy, I don't have the manpower, I don't have the time, you're probably right. But we've got to look up. We can't look down. We've got to stay looking up. You've got to know. Isaiah 40, verse 30 and 31. I love this verse because I used to be a youth pastor and now I am, am feeling old. I, I, I genuinely am, but I, I, this verse really encourages me. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those whose hope in, is in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Maybe that's for you this morning. They that wait, they that look to Jesus, those that, that keep looking up and not looking down. Really, I hope you're grabbing this. Stop looking down. Stop looking at yourself. Stop looking at your surroundings. Look at Jesus. He can do it. He can do it. Point number three, keep your eyes on the unlimited God. See, today I really want to say we're not called Church Unlimited because we're unlimited. We're called Church Unlimited because we're a family of believers who believe in an unlimited God. Is that right? 
See, that is the focus that we need to have. God is unlimited, not we're unlimited. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think according to his power that works in us. See, I want to say today, God is going to do stuff here in Whangarei beyond what most of you have even dreamt about, even thought about. Why? Because as we get out of the way and say, God, you do it, we're going to start seeing those mountains of opportunity conquered and climbed. We're going to start seeing youth pour into this place like you would not believe. We're going to start seeing our family and friends who we've been praying and believing for for years and years start flocking in the church, not because we're doing anything different, not because of a name change, but because we're looking at God and saying, God, you can do it. And I think today God's saying, come on, trust in me. Believe in me. Don't worry about the ground around you. Don't worry about your own ability. Just keep looking up. Keep looking up at me. Keep stepping. Keep walking forward. Keep moving forward because, yes, there will be obstacles. Yes, there will be oppositions. Yes, there will be difficult times. But I want to say this, and it's on the screen. We have a big God. Amen? You know, we need to stop saying, oh, God, look at my mountain, but saying to our our mountain, look at my unlimited God. You know, we have a God who can do anything. But you know who usually stops him? We do. I do. Too often I look at my circumstances and say, I can't do it. And I'm looking down and I stop. Myself, my family, my area of the church from seeing all that God wants because I'm looking at my ability. So let's wrap it up. Don't look down. Look where? Look up. It's really simple. But the truth is we don't. We fall into that mistake all the time. We're walking along a a, a path and we're facing an obstacle. We're facing something that God's got before us. An opportunity. And, And maybe for some of you today, actually it's seeing that life has opportunities that sometimes look like obstacles. And actually we have to go, I can do that. So don't look at your circumstance around you. Keep looking up. Don't worry about your own ability. Some of you are amazingly talented, but you know what? You can go so much further if you keep your focus on God. Keep your eyes on on our unlimited God. Where do I want to finish? I want to finish back at the start. John 16, verse 33. See, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will face, what does it say? Many trials and sorrows. Many mountains you will face. This is Jesus saying to us, we're going to face them. But what? But take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus has already done it. Jesus has already faced what you're facing. Jesus has already broken through. And today as a church, you're going to see amazing things happen. You're going to see amazing things happen accomplished, you're going to see amazing mountains reached. Why? Because you keep eyes on God. Because you keep your focus on the one who is able to do anything. And individually today, I really believe God is going to do something. Now, I want to call the band back right now. and we're going to, We've got a song that I want us to sing. Because I think there's something in this declaration. And it's a song that you may have not sung for a while, but you will know it. And it's quite simple. Our God is an awesome God. Because so often 
We can't look up if we don't know how powerful our God is, if we don't know how good He is. So we're going to stand up right now. And so why don't you stand up? We're going to sing the song. We're going to declare it. We're going to believe it. We're going to speak it over this place.